0: Without further delay, here's another powerful episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Once again, my name is Dallas here. Today, we have another incredible guest joining us all the way from Georgia, Letitia Smith. Thank you for joining us today. How are you?
2: Oh, I am doing super except for the weather, but you know what? We can't control the weather. Either than that, yep. I am doing pretty good.
1: That's great. That's great. We just had 4th of July. How was your 4th? How did you spend your 4th of July?
2: I actually spent finishing up um, a, a series called The Prototype. Um, I'm an avid reader, uh, so it was a 4 parts with a bonus. Uh, so I spent wow. all day and all night reading.
1: Reading. Did you see fireworks yes. when you were reading? That would be a perfect
2: situation. I did hear uh, the fireworks. I heard, okay. But I was not watching the fireworks.
1: Mm-hmm. I was just telling you before the show here that I've been in Brazil. Um i have been here for four years. So yesterday I celebrated okay. four years in Brazil. So I haven't seen Fourth of July fireworks in a long time. <laughs> so I kind of wow, wow. kind of missed the wow the hype of Fourth of July. I almost missed right. it because just I forgot you know how big of a deal it is in the states and so
2: well you know they say out of sight out of mind so that's just probably what your situation is right now I mean, if, if it's not absolutely. something that you do see or talk about you're not really thinking about it good or bad one way it's to just work
1: everyone did the normal thing here so yeah exactly well, thanks again for joining us i really appreciate it and we're going to talk about your recently released book called so you think you want to be a boss and i think this is amazing i think we all want to be a boss But I think that that comes Mm -hmm. into the first part. So you think there's a lot that comes into it. There's a lot behind the scenes. And so we're going to discuss that. And you are the CEO of a company that you have founded. And what is the name of this company?
2: It's Premier Tax and Business Solutions.
1: Okay. And you started this in 2012. And a lot of things have happened since then. You were gaining experience. You were doing a lot of different things. And so we're going to chat about that. But before we do, I just want to give you the opportunity to tell your testimony. How did you meet the Lord and how did this change your life moving forward?
2: Um. Well, my family grew, I grew up Baptist Um. in the South. A lot of times that's pretty much how we grow up. Um. And I don't know if it's unfortunate or fortunately, you kind of just do what your parents tell you. So for mm-hmm. me, because we grew up Baptist, you know, I just did what they told me to do. So we went to church. Um. And honestly, it wasn't until I was, can't remember I was 12 or 13 and I was going through some challenges um with my parents um as most teenagers do during that time and I was just like you know what I don't know what I'm doing I don't know what to do and so I just started reading the Bible now I can't speak for anybody else but for me it is difficult um to read it and to understand it and so through going through Bible study I was introduced to the NIV version now it's not as easy, but as easier than a King James version. So at Absolutely. any rate, going through it and reading and wanting to understand, I decided that I wanted to get baptized. So that was my first introduction in getting baptized. And again, when you're that young, I don't think you really understand the magnitude of what it really is. And so yeah. when I was going through um, some challenges again, later in life, I decided I wanted to go through the process as an adult. And I was in my early twenties. And that's when I understood, oh, wow. So when you were actually going through the process and actually being dipped into this water and coming out, you know, metaphorically speaking, you're like, okay, what does that mean? But for me, it meant that I was cleansed. Um, everything that was weighing on me, once I went in and came back up, it was like, it wasn't gone, but it kind of felt like it was gone. Like I had a chance to start over. So yep. I know that's a long story, but that's kind oh, of no. what my introduction is, in, you know? kind of where I am yeah. now.
1: <laughs> yep. And how old were you? Did you say in that, in that age? How old were you?
2: The first time I was, I said between 12 and 13, and the second, and I said my early 20s. Early so 20s. I was okay, probably, so... if I had to remember, maybe about 26, 27. So again, very mm-hmm. different um, yep. in terms of age, and but in different also in experience.
1: hmm Yeah. And then progressing from there, I'm sure a lot has happened since that moment as well.
2: Oh, yes.
1: (laughs) Life, life comes in. Life
2: has a way of one of the things I tell my kids and, you know, anyone to have conversation with, I said, listen, God is going to bring you to him willingly or unwillingly. You Mm -hmm. choose. But either way, you're going to have a conversation whether you like it or not. And so, but life is a beautiful thing. It, it really, really is. It's just all about your perspective, your attitude, your mindset, your relationships, you know, all of that to me, in my opinion, um, plays a role in who you are as a whole person.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And let's go a little bit into
1: your business here. So with Premier Tax and Business Solutions, you've been working with real estate, e-commerce, healthcare, transportation, insurance, mm-hmm. and I'm sure the list goes on. And so just tell us a little bit about this company and then we'll go into the book itself.
0: You're listening to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. We'll be right back after this quick word from our sponsors.
1: Are you like me and you find yourself craving that classic rock music where the musicians created that vibe on real instruments? And then you say to yourself, oh, but the words, the lyrics well, you're not alone. My name is Father Maximilian, and I've spent the last few years creating vintage vibe Christian music for listeners like you. Just visit fathermaxmusic.com. Vintage vibe Christian music at fathermaxmusic.com. I know you're going to love it. Check it out. Are you looking for a place to share your faith where people will listen? Faithbook was created with the intention of spreading the gospel and igniting a passion in you to fulfill the Great Commission in our digital age. Their challenge for you is to step out of the mold of non-scriptural practices, reevaluate the state of Christianity today, and recommit yourself to the uncompromised Word of God. Find more information by searching www.faithbook.ltd. That is www.faithbook.ltd.
2: For me, going back to my story, I actually, unfortunately, became a single mom, well, a divorced single mom um, later on in life. And so my whole thought process at the time was like, okay, I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I just didn't know how to go about doing that. And so the idea of why the name Premier Tax and Business Solutions is that I really thought I was just going to do taxes and that's it. Just do that and be the best mom I could be in the off season. But what I didn't realize in preparing taxes, you meet people who actually already have businesses and they start asking questions about accounting and payroll and bookkeeping and, you know, being able to save retirement and things of that nature. And so because I kept getting those questions, I was like, you know what? I'm leaving money on the table. So I might as well go ahead and use the business solution side and do other things so that I can help other clients as well.
1: Wow. It's incredible. And so follow the knowledge that you learned during this business since 2012, and then the book of release. So when did you write this book and what inspired to take everything you've had and put it into a book?
2: I Actually, I wrote the book this year. So it was less than six months. And, you know, it's amazing. Like we talk about the beautiful thing called life. It's really experience. It's my personal experience, my personal mm-hmm. journey. It's um, the journey that I've experienced with, with clients. Um, and it was like, again, the same question, every now I'm not going to say everyone, but a lot of people really, truly want that freedom that comes with owning your own business. And, you know, the whole dream of I'm going to make a lot of money, but most people really don't understand all of the ins and outs of what that ra- actually entails. And mm-hmm. so, again, dealing with the clients um, and the challenges that, that I was helping them to work through, mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? It's time for me to now make a shift and do something different. And so I became a part of this organization called the Gwinnett Women's Chamber. And it was a challenge that we put to ourselves to figure out how can we create passive income um, that will in turn turn into a million dollars. And one of the ladies, she she told me, she said, Letitia, you're always ministering to people, talking to people about finances. Why don't you write something about that? And then the light bulb came on, the aha moment is like, duh, I got write what to you give. know. Yeah. You know, just write what you know. And so that's how the book came about.
1: Wow. I want to talk about this point a little bit about changing and transitioning from being an employee to being a boss. And this is something that we all experienced, of course, right? And so mm-hmm. let's talk about this. What can you give, what insight can you give to our audience on this area?
2: Well, I the, the first thing I always tell people First and foremost, is that if you're transitioning from being an employee to being a boss only because your mind says you want to make a lot of money, then you shouldn't do it. You mm. know, money should not What's be the, the driving What's the force. On
1: that? Wow.
2: <laughs> yeah, money should not be the driving force of why you're going to go from the employee to employer, meaning you're, you're working for someone and now you're owning the business because you can make a lot of money and still not be happy. Or you may not make a lot of money and then what? So that's the first thing I, I tell people, don't do it if that is your reason. The second thing is I always say, well, ask the question, well, why? Why do you want to leave your job and own a business? You know, Because the why is the driving force into how you're gonna be successful. And again, if that why goes back to money, mm, this is not what you should be doing.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: so if you find something that you love to do, and you enjoy it, and you will do it for free, then that's the business that you should be doing.
1: Wow. What would you say is the second reason why people start a business negatively, the wrong way? What's the second Um, reason?
2: Exactly what I said, because in their mind, aside from the money, they're like, I'm going to have all this freedom and (laughs) this flexibility To do what I want. I don't understand. The have deception to to of
1: time, right? I hear this all the yes. time. I'm an English teacher in Brazil too. And I talk to tons of people who want to quit their job and start their own business. I want I want to have more time. Like, all right, you're not gonna have more time. You're gonna work 24-7. You're gonna work more than you ever have in your whole life to make this happen. Right. That's a deception. You're not gonna have more time. <laughs> you're not.
2: And, now, time. and and unfortunately, we live in a time now where you see a lot of reality shows. You know, we yeah. have the internet. Um, You have the podcast, all these things that people, you know, they tell you about how you can be a millionaire with really little to no work, and you can go from zero to a million overnight. Come on, Dallas. You know, that's not real.
1: (laughs) What do you mean? What
2: do you mean? (laughs) That is not real. That is not real. They're just trying to sell you something or hype you up. And that's the misconception is that, Mm. no, that's, that's really not how it works. That's just not like, it. If that is the case. Yeah. We all would be a millionaires.
1: That's it. We would all have our own business, right? Let's talk a little bit about the entrepreneurial spirit. Does every, does every person who has a business just feel called to be an entrepreneur? Like, what is this like from the people that you've worked with?
2: I think that is that again, another misconception, because I say this as well, just because you have a business, it doesn't mean you should have a business.
1: That's a good, you know,
2: too. again, There's two things. So if you are someone who is, let's say, a barber, and you Mm -hmm. are great at cutting hair, you can cut hair with your eyes closed. You've been doing it for years, and you can really make a lot of money in it. But if you don't understand the business side of it, which is totally different than just cutting hair, maybe this should not be a business that you should be doing yourself. Maybe Mm -hmm. you should be doing that, working with someone else. So yes, it's, it's another misconception. Just because you can, doesn't I mean that you should. And no. so if you are a person that you just loved chocolate cake, you just love it. That's just the thing. But if you are diabetic, should you eat chocolate cake? Probably not. No, probably no. not.
1: You also highlight in your book, the importance of evaluating readiness for the transition. Yes. What is that? What does the readiness look like? How do I know if I'm ready?
2: Um, well, there's a few things to to know that one of the main things um, to me is that if you work a job now and you're whether you're a single or whether you're married, your income helps to provide for the family budget, right? So knowing that you need to know what that number looks like, because now that you're going to transition from an employee to an employer and you own the company, you need to know how much money you need to be making as a business owner to still be able to contribute to the household budget. A lot of times people have no idea what that number looks like. And so again, you go into having a business and you're like, oh, wow, I'm not making a lot of money. The other piece to that is because you are an employee going to an employer, let's say for the sake of this example, you need $3,000 to contribute to the household budget. Well, as an employer, guess what? Something called taxes usually raises his ugly head. So therefore, instead of needing 3,000, as a business owner you may actually need 4000 mm-hmm. you have to account for that to make sure that okay now when i'm pricing my services or if i'm selling a product i'm not looking at 3000 i'm now looking at 4000 because that's what i need now remember that's just for the household budget that doesn't take consideration what you actually need to run the business yeah. which is guess what a different number
1: Mm-hmm. And I don't think when people are planning this, like from my perspective, I don't think people are like 3000. Yeah, that sounds good. I think that's what I need. Like, no, it's like I need 20, 30, 40. Like we have we, we exactly. bigger numbers. Right. And so something I was thinking of, too, if you can't manage money at home, how could you manage a business? Right. Uh,
2: absolutely. And that's another thing, because it does take a lot of discipline. It does take um, the time and- Management that we just talked about. It takes all of that for you to be able to manage a successful business. So, again, even if you're making $20,000, $30,000, which, you know, in a lot of cases, that's really, really good money. If you're not managing where that money is going, how long is that really going to last you? Yeah. Not long at all. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. What are some practical steps that we can do to prepare ourselves? I think we have listeners today who are most likely in businesses or who have this desire to have a business. And so what can we do today to prepare for this?
2: Well, one of the things that you got to prepare your mind, mindset is very, really critical. Um, A lot of times, and I'm just being honest, when you're going from being an employee to an employer, you know, you think that you're going to tell your friends and family this great new business idea that you have, and they're just going to show up in buses to support you. They're not. So let me just go ahead and tell you that right now. They're not. They're, they're just not. You know, I hate to to, to to be the bearer of bad news, but it's the truth. So you have to understand that when you're going from an employee to an employer, mindset is going to be critical because that's going to hurt. It's going to sting a lot that you're thinking that these people are going to support you and they're not. Who is going to support you is people that, that know you at all. They know nothing about you. All they know is that you have a great product, you offer great service, and that's who's going to support you. And that mindset is, you know, being around people who are like minded, reading books, getting on your knees and praying. Yeah. <laughs> and then when you pray, listen to what is being told, because that's the other piece. You can pray until you're blue in the face. But if you're not listening to what is being shown to you based off of this prayer, you're just having a conversation to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the, uh, mm-hmm. the other thing. Um, and not only that, and I say this too, learn to, to delegate and outsource. You don't have to know everything. You really don't. And it's okay that you don't. Know what your strength and your weaknesses are and play to what that is. And whatever you are weak in, learn to outsource and delegate so that now, even though you personally don't know everything, you have a team of people who know what you don't know. And guess what? Now you know everything.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. Delegating, mm-hmm. trusting other people to hold your baby that you you value so much. I think that's challenging. Exactly, That's a challenge.
0: It
1: because I, I know it what is. I'm capable of, but can I trust you to do it? I don't know, but it's my baby. It's my baby. Interesting.
2: Well, I have about. three kids.
1: You have no, three I was kids. Say,
2: I have three kids. And most people who have kids, the first child, that's the very first one, you're you're washing your hands a hundred times a day. Oh, yeah. You're using, <laughs> you know, the, yes. the most expensive products ever. You know, yeah. people, you have to to pretty much check. Anyone that's coming to the house that wants to hold your baby, you're watching them, you mm-hmm. know, with a like a hawk, like making sure. By the time you get to the second or third kid, you're like, you know, here you go.
1: Yeah.
2: Whatever. You know, so I that's get awesome. it. I totally get it.
1: Yeah. I'm still on my first. He's like 15 months old tomorrow. And so I'm still in that beginning phase of, oh yes, little baby, you know, he's he's amazing. So I definitely understand. I, I don't have my own business, but I can understand the correlation with, with being a parent. So right, let's talk a little right. bit about leadership. Does, I mean, what is the balance between being a leader, being a delegator, leading a business, all of these different things?
2: I think to be an effective leader, In my opinion, the first thing is you have to first understand if you can lead. Mm -hmm. Um, It goes back to what I said before, is that just because you're in business does not mean that you should. And even if you find out later on that you're not a good leader, in order to be successful, you have to actually first be bad at something in order to get good at something. So um, one of the things I've had to learn in my career is, having serious conversations with your employees or even people you're delegating services to just to understand what their strengths and weaknesses are. You know, a lot of times you post a job description and you're just assuming that whoever's applying that they really are qualified until they get into the position like, wait a minute, you don't qualify for this or this is not where you're good at, but you're good at this. And so in order to be an effective leader, you have to have great listening skills. You have to be able to, you know, meet people where they are and be able to make sure that you're putting them in positions in which they can be successful. Um, And that actually takes a lot of time and effort to be able to do that.
1: And let's go back to the book a little bit. What is the format of the book? What are you giving us? Are you giving us tips how to be a successful leader? Like, what does the format look like for us?
2: You're getting a little bit of all of that. So what I wanted people to take from this book is first and foremost, I I wanted them to see that I am just a regular person. So I'm transparent in my story. I'm transparent in the struggles that I actually had coming into the business, not only just the business I'm in right now, but all the other businesses that I did before I got here. And so those failures that has led to the success. But I also, because the, the book is So You Think You Want to Be a Boss, is to get you to think To figure out, is this something you want to do? So you have exercises in the book that you can write things down to make you think about ideas and things. So by the time you're done with the book, you will have an idea of, wow, this is for me or no, this is just way too much work, more than Mm -hmm. I thought it would be. But Mm -hmm. if you decide that, yes, I want to be a boss, at the end of it, you have somewhat of a blueprint on what your next steps will be to go ahead and start the process.
1: Mm-hmm. And how can this book help somebody who's already a boss and being a better boss?
2: Um, Because there's a, a journaling aspect of it. I think we get away from that. Um, It will help you to be a better effective boss because now you go from not knowing clearly what your numbers are or how the business is going to being able to clearly see that. So in other words, if you're journaling, you're not just your feelings or, or anything like nature like that. If you're journaling, hey, we started this, this marketing project today, and this is what happened over the next 30 days with this project. Now you understand, was that an effective project? Did that mm-hmm. project produce any results or is there something you need to do differently next time? Now you're able to write that down to figure out number one, how am I spending my time? Number two, was me spending my time with this particular project worth it? And mm-hmm. number three, if either one of those things is not the case, you're now waiting six months 12 months down the line to make any changes you can make the change immediately
1: mm-hmm. let's talk about this work-life balance a little bit you mentioned that just now it made me think of that what is this like I think this is the biggest struggle for for me personally right now is the work-life balance I work from home I'm always working <laughs> working in the mm-hmm. morning working at the night answering emails in the middle of the night you know just like it's always there it's always in front of me and so how do we find this balance as a business leader, as a boss, as an employee. How do we find this place and get better?
2: Well, I can tell you, um, for me, I feel like it's going to be different for everyone. Um, and as and the reason why I said it is because you mentioned earlier you have a, a young child at home. Yeah. So for you, the the what what your your son needs now is a lot more than someone who has a teenager. So on that aspect, you know, the time management is going to be different. However, I can tell you just from experience, working from home, as great as it is, is also bad because like you said, it's convenient. So you tend to work more because it is convenient. So you work five hours, you stop and you go make dinner, then you go back, then you stop and you go and spend some time, you know, with your spouse and you go back. You can't do that. The best way that I have learned, and it took me years to do this, and and I feel like I'm the master of managing my time, is you have to use your calendar mm-hmm. and actually schedule things. So if you, your business, whatever the time frame you decide, my, my business is gonna be from nine to five or nine to three, whatever that mm-hmm. is, then that's it. From nine to three is when I am going to run my business. Yeah. So that means that in that time frame, at nine o'clock, I need to be doing this. At 10 o'clock, I need to be doing this. At 11 o'clock, I need to be doing this. And then that way, you're making sure on a consistent basis, you're working in your business and you can take yeah. time away. And when I tell you it took me years, it wasn't until COVID that I actually learned that. Because mm-hmm. I was one of those ones. I have an office at home and I also have an office of brick and mortar. When I am home, I'm working all day long. Yeah. And it 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 was not. I'm good, And it's not healthy. Now, when I'm in my office, even if I end up having to work until four or five o'clock, when I get home, guess what? I am done. Yeah. I'm not answering emails. I'm not taking any phone calls. So much so to where I have more than one phone. So the business phones stay at the office, yeah. including the That's cell cool. phone.
1: But what if there's an emergency? What if there's something urgent? What do you do? A crisis?
2: They well the crisis. If it's not life or death, it is not a crisis.
1: <laughs> okay, so we need to identify <laughs> what is a crisis. You know
2: exactly. If it yeah. is not life or death, it is that's not so a funny. crisis. Because for me, I'm like, oh, someone has a thing.
1: question. Crisis. Someone. Someone's yeah. curious. Crisis. Yeah. You're well.
2: Because right. the, they here's the thing. Someone's crisis doesn't necessarily mean it has to be your crisis. You know, and that's the thing I had to learn as well. Your emergency does not constitute an emergency for me. Wow. If it's not life or death, it is not an emergency.
1: And as a business, I, I'm not a business owner, so I don't want to misrepresent myself. But I am running a business here in Brazil, an English school. And as I want to be a good professional. I want to be available. Mm-hmm. I want to be presentable to the to the clients, to all of these things. And so I feel that pressure. Like, I got to respond. I have to respond. 8 p.m. I need to, you know, make it look efficient, things like this, you know, like, what are your thoughts on that? The balance and and,
2: and 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 again it is it is all about the balance. So here's the thing: why do you feel like you have to respond in the next 10-15 minutes? What's Wrong. gonna change in 10 or <laughs> 15 minutes yeah, that's a good question. as opposed yeah. to what's gonna happen in 24 hours? What's mm-hmm. gonna change? And I know a lot of people are like, Well, if I don't respond right now, I'm gonna lose the sale. Somebody mm-hmm. else is gonna get it. Good. Remember, I said mm-hmm. earlier. If money is your driving force, you should not be doing it because now the client or customer is controlling you instead of you are controlling them. Wow.
1: Wow. That's a good one. That's a good one. It takes me back to the Sabbath. The Sabbath was not made for man, but the man for the Sabbath, you know, taking that rest. Wow. That's good. Thank you so much. And it is hard. It
2: it is hard because we've been conditioned to... I got to hurry up to do this. I got to respond mm-hmm. to this immediately. And again, I, I was guilty of that. But wow. when you look at the grand scheme of things, remember entrepreneurship is supposed to provide you with this time and mm-hmm. this freedom, you know, and the the opportunity to be successful and whatever that success looks like, because that's relative to each individual person. Well, yeah. if I am glued to my phone, what freedom do I actually really have?
1: That's a good point. Wow. I'm convicted right here. Thank you. Thank you for coming on the show today. I appreciate it. I'm going to have to have some some heavy talks with my wife after this. Thank you. But I do want to say, you were saying to schedule, live by your calendar. And I do. I put family time in my schedule. I have to, or it's not going to happen. So right. I, I am trying to implement these things. So I really, really appreciate everything that you're sharing here today. Let's also discuss resilience and perseverance and, entrepreneur, and entrepreneurism, because it's necessary, we need this. Trials happen, COVID closed a lot of businesses. And mm-hmm. so tell us about perseverance and resilience.
2: Um, I think for, in all honesty, I really think, in my opinion, we all are born with it. I just think that life happens and you tend to forget. A lot of times, in my mm-hmm. opinion, We take things that really is not as big as it has to be and we magnify it, whether it's because we're looking at something on TV or we're listening to something and we're taking on somebody else's personality or somebody else's way of doing things. And then we second guess ourselves, you know, so going back to what we talked about before, this is where your faith has to be extremely heavy because you can't on the one hand say that you trust that whatever it is that you're doing is going to be successful. But on Mm -hmm. the other hand, you're worried about it. You just can't do both. It has to be one or the other. And it is a constant juggle for all of us because we're human. So for me, because I do journal a lot, um, because I do understand the power of therapy, because I do understand the power of prayer, I write things down all the time. I don't start my day without having a checklist of things to do. Now, do I get it all done? Probably not but it's not the end of the world if I do not. But what I tell people, if you do a little bit every day, just a little bit every day, you will be surprised that over time you will get there. And that's what perseverance is. If you are just be consistent and do a little bit every day of where that looks like you will get there. Mm -hmm. And it'll be more successful because you didn't rush it. You took the time to really build it the right way.
1: Yeah. And what about, this i mean this is something that we maybe don't talk about in business a lot but what about grace what about favor of the lord how does this balance in with business as a christian someone who's building the kingdom and building a business at the same time
2: well again it goes back to who who is the loudest voice in your ear you, you you're not going to have that if you have the wrong people that's in your ear that's talking mm-hmm. to you again it goes back to you Even whether you go to church, whether you go to mass, whatever your faith is, if you don't have a personal one-on-one relationship, a daily relationship, you're not going to understand that. For me, my day starts with my affirmation. It starts with me praying. It starts with me writing in my journal. It starts with me looking at myself in the mirror and telling me all these positive things. Because to me... Starting my day that way means that the rest of my day may not be perfect, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to be thrown off because I already started with the intent of having a great day, with the intent of having my relationship with God being mm-hmm. at the forefront, no matter what happens. And so even when something happens to trying to take me away from that, I recognize it because guess what? I had a relationship and I've already prayed so I can hear And now I'm able to shift whether I can pause and go take a prayer or just go walk away, go to lunch and come back with a new perspective.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Great. Thank you so much again for everything that you shared. And I just want to ask one more time, where can, if we need something, like let's say someone listening today needs some help with some accounting or something with real estate or bankroll or something like this, can we contact you with your business and you can help us out with this?
2: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. They would need, the first thing they would do is go to our website, you know, and and I, that would be Premier, P-R-E-M-I-E-R, taxga.com. And I like to send people there for first and foremost, because you get an idea to be able to see who we are, you know, yep. what are the services that we actually offer, you know, because again, it's us building this relationship with you. So you mm-hmm. need to be able to have something sort of tangible that you can feel comfortable with. And then you can schedule a free consulting appointment with us and that we get a chance to have a conversation just to see how we can help you. Um, Mm -hmm. While we are an accounting firm and we offer all these services, it doesn't mean that your situation is something that we can help you with, but we can start with a conversation and based off of that, we can tell you whether or not, yes, we can help you or we can't, but here you can go and try this resource.
1: Mm -hmm. Excellent. Excellent. And one more time, your book is available on Amazon. Where else can our audience find your book? Do you have a personal website as well?
2: I do. The same website, it's, it's on there as well. And yes, it's also on Amazon and they can also go to Gumroad. Um, uh, 24-7 Systems is there as well. But the, the biggest thing is go to our website. Everything about us, including the book, our podcast, everything is on the website. You
1: have a podcast? I do. I didn't catch that. Tell me a little bit about your podcast.
2: Uh, The podcast, we actually have two. One is called The Tax Takedown, um, and it comes out every Wednesday. And that particular one is talking about everything from taxes, um, bookkeeping, um, retirement strategies, things of that nature. And then I have a new one that's going to be coming out called Let's Talk About It with Letitia. And that one is more geared towards my personal branding, where exactly what you just said. You can ask questions about anything, Mm -hmm. life, um, faith. Uh, business, family, children, whatever you want to
1: ask about. It's amazing. Podcasting is so much fun. Sounds like you've been doing it for a while, so you know you know how much fun it is.
2: <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm I'm yeah. still a work in progress. You know, I'm always open to learning. Always yeah. open to that.
1: Excellent. Well, I really, really appreciate your time here today. I have learned a lot. And if you can give us one overall point that you would want our audience to take away today from our conversation.
2: Um. I would say, hmm, don't be afraid to try. Don't be afraid to try. You know, you may not know everything about starting a business or everything about, even if you're in corporate America and you want to try and go in a different position, don't be afraid because you never know the path it's going to take. You know, a lot of times people, I think, get into their heads where they feel like everything has to line up. And I'm just going to be honest with you, it won't. But if it feels good and you've had opportunity to really get on your knees and pray about it, and then you listen, remember, you have to listen to what you're asking. Just go for it.
1: Yeah. Great. And if I can have you end our time together with a prayer, that would be great.
2: Okay. So I would say everyone bow your heads. Father God, we just come to you before today. Just thanking you so much first and foremost for allowing us to see another day. Every day you give us is certainly a gift and a blessing that we do not want to take for granted. We know that sometimes we do fall short, but because you are such an awesome, amazing father, you always pour into us even more so than what we've asked. You continue to give us grace and mercy. We ask you to cover and protect every single person who is listening, every single person who is actually have opportunity to see this wonderful and amazing show. To protect them, Father God, cover them, keep them safe, keep harm from them and away from harm. We ask you to go with Dallas and his family, continue to bless his family, his son, his children, and everything that he has going for him. Father God, no matter what, we know that you are an awesome, amazing father. Continue to keep us near you and to understand our purpose, which is not for us, but as always for your glory, for your praise, for your worship. It is all these wonderful blessings and prayers that I will continue to ask only in your son. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.
0: You've just listened to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast